Hello and welcome to episode 7 of The Research Field, the podcast from Chagas for everyone interested in agriculture, crops, the environment, food, horticulture, forestry and rural development research in Ireland. Presented by me, science journalist Sean Duke and produced with Katrina Boyle, Science Communication and Outreach Officer at Chagosk. Today we have the second of two interviews with Chagas scientists who attended the BT Young Scientist and Technology Show in January, where they explained the importance of the research to students, teachers and the general public. Our topic today is how scientists tackle disease in crops. We're all very aware these days, of course, of how diseases can spread rapidly through human populations once they get a foothold. The same applies to crops, where every year diseases can cause farmers significant losses. One way to tackle crop disease is to breed new varieties that have genes that make them resistant to disease. This takes time, and it can take up to three years to breed and grow new disease-resistant crops using the traditional methods. However, as you'll hear now from Diraj Rahor, researcher at the Crops Research Centre in Oak Park, the adoption by Chagask of speed breeding technology, first developed at NASA, means resistant varieties can be grown much quicker and this can provide more rapid disease response solutions for our farmers. I began by asking Diraj to explain the big picture driving his research. The big picture is to contribute to the farming industry for sustainability and my work is always related to improving crops, whether it's for disease resistance or it's for abiotic resistance. Um, what I do on a daily basis is we carry out these disease screening trials in the glasshouse. Um, I grow plants of different variety uh, crops like wheat, barley, potato, oilseed drip and we screen these varieties uh, for diseases. Say for example, if I'm doing disease screening for wheat, it's for septoria, which is the common disease at the moment. And uh, for barley, rhinchosporium, for potato, we look into blight resistance and so on. So how does this help then with industry? Do they have questions or problems they come to you? Is that how it works? Of course, yes. Um, we are going to have National Tillage Conference, which is one of the big stakeholder tillage conference, a tillage sector Farmers come uh, and attend these conferences and through them we get to know what are the uh, questions they have or what are the issues, ongoing issues at the moment. And we start, uh, we design our strategy to work towards getting the answer for those questions. Okay, so you, I think there's two main strands to your work. So maybe take the first one then, the, the crop or the resistance thing yes. that you mentioned. Yes. So. At the moment, I'm also involved in testing new varieties which, we, which are not ready to release yet, but we want to test them in Irish environment. We don't do kind of direct breeding at the moment, but the industry which is involved in breeding new varieties, we do the testing for them. So we develop disease nurseries on Oak Park and uh, are in, in the related areas, and we grow these different more than thousand of different wheat varieties to screen them for disease resistance. And how are you getting on with that at the moment? What's the, uh, you know, the major work at the moment on that? Uh, at the moment, uh, we, we just finished our sowing last year, October, and uh, the plants have germinated, so I just go out and look for if there are any symptoms coming. With our wet, 
wet weather, the moisture is quite high. There are not enough dry days. So it's not coming up yet, but yeah, we are hoping for the best that we'll have a good disease infestation to select for the best variety out of the ones we have sown. And then you can advise the farmers accordingly. Yes, we can. Okay, and tell me about the other the other work we talked before the interview. It, it's from NASA originally. It sounds fascinating. Yes, it is a very interesting piece of work. Um, uh, researchers in Queensland University started using this technique called speed breeding and what they do in this is they turn on these LED pink lights for 22 hours. Generally we grow plants in 16 hours day length and 8 hours of dark period. Uh, but what the researchers now are doing they have turned on the lights for 22 hours and they turn off the lights for two hours. And what it does is it accelerates the life cycle of the plants. So generally it takes around six months from seed to seed, which means if you put the seed in the soil and you want to harvest the seed, it takes around six months for a crop to get mature and ready. But with the speed breeding, you can do it in nine to 10 weeks which is really very exciting. And by doing this, we can actually grow many, many cycles in a year and screen them for disease resistance. Fantastic. And how did this start with NASA? Or, you know, where did it originate? Um, it, I, it originated in NASA because the space, International Space Station, now there is some research is going on. People are talking about going to Mars and growing plants there possibly. They have to look for what they can do to grow the plants and maybe grow their own food there. Yeah. And that's how I think this started in NASA, that what way, if they can manipulate the lighting condition or if they can manipulate the growing condition, can they grow crops faster in different environments? And this was one of the very exciting technique, which is now helping farmers and researchers on Earth actually to grow crops and screen them for better future in a faster way. It's a good example of how space research, people might say, why bother going to space? But it has good impacts here in Ireland. Or it, the it world. Has, yes, of course. Yeah, I would say it's, yeah, we, we talk about, we shouldn't be bothering about going to different planets or do the space research, but research is never useless. It has worth enough. It's the way we look into it and we learn from it. And this is a great example that it was done for some something else, but now we are using it in, in the breeding. And could you maybe give an example or two of how the speed breeding might actually help with the Irish situation or Irish farmers? So earlier I was doing, uh, I was doing a project with, where I had to grow wheat plants in the glasshouse and it was taking around six to eight months to do the crossbreeding. I'm working with mutation breeding. So when you knock down some genes using chemicals, there are thousands of mutations happening. And I have thousands of lines which I grow in the glasshouse. And then to knock out these unwanted mutations, I have to crossbreed them with the elite cultivars. The whole process can take, I can grow maybe two generations in a year through natural 16 hour day length, yellow lights on in the glasshouse condition. But now with the speed breeding, I can do four, four cycles of the same thing. So I'm crossing four times in a year. The work which would have taken me around three years to finish, I can do it in one year. Right, so that obviously taps into the, what the farmers need and want. Of course, yeah. So what is happening is now we are with the fourth generation of the the mutated line I'm talking about and we are going to do the field trials next. Once we do a couple of years of field trials, we'll have enough data to publish and 
say to farmers that there is a line which can be inbred now into the Irish cultivars or, or wheat cultivars around the world. And is, there, is that a common thing that's happening now everywhere, the speed breeding, or is it relatively new? It is relatively new. The latest paper uh, about this came two years back. It's getting common. They are building tabletop uh, incubators, or you can say tabletop chambers to do the speed breeding, but there are there is more money Chagask is putting into getting our glass houses contained for this purpose. So yeah, we'll have more and better opportunities. UCD is already doing it. So yeah, more research is put into using the benefits of this technology to speed up the disease screening as well as growing the next generations of better varieties. And any chance of a link with some of the space programs if you continue doing this work? I'm not sure about that, but um, definitely we should be open and we should be learning from the research from different or interconnecting uh, areas of science. Well, certainly Irish farmers sound like they're getting the best possible scientific advice, which is great, and it's a credit to yourself and colleagues. We are doing our best, and we'll continue to do it. Thank as you very much. Employees. Thank, Thank you. You were listening there to Diraj Rahor, researcher at the Crops Research Centre in Oak Park. That's all for this episode. As ever, we'd be delighted to get your feedback, suggestions or comments. If you'd like to get in touch, please email me, Sean Duke, presenter of the research field at seancduke at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, then please rate and review it on the iTunes podcast platform. The podcast is also available on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts and Radio Public. I'd like to wish you all and your families the very best and good health until we meet again next week when you'll hear from Sinead McParland about plans at Chagas to use genetics to reduce the methane emissions of our national dairy herd while also making the herd more productive. Until then, goodbye from all of us here at the Research Field.